When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to another episode of Touchline Fracker. You're joined this week by me, Mariah, your host. Uh, it's a quiet Sunday. Joined by a couple of Liverpool fans. Mush, Marco, how's it going? Couldn't be better, my friend. You know, it's, yeah, it's I'm always a good to be with you boys, man. Good, we're good, here. This it's been a minute. How you doing, bro? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. What are you saying, man? Yeah, man, I can't complain. Uh... Tobes, they're calling you the B-Tech Tyrese Gibson uh, on YouTube. <laughs> How are you? I'm, I'm not good, to be honest, but um, my, my, day was made, my day was made a whole lot better today. I can tell you that for free. And that, that jive about the, the B-Tech Tyrese Gibson. That's probably one of the best things I've had in the last couple of years. So I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah, no, well, we'll get into why you're, you're not so happy. I said he's not good a whole day later. Get over it, man. <laughs> uh, la- and last but not least, Shems. How you doing, Shems? Yo, what's good, man? Yeah, good to have you on, brother. Uh, before I do the usual, got to plug the socials. If you're someone who's listening and you still don't follow on the Twitter, I'm not sure why you wouldn't. That's at Touchline Fracker. So we've got representatives of Mugger here. So that's TLF underscore Mugger. We've got Cop and Fracker here. That's at Cop and Fracker. We've got New Spurs Order in the form of Tobes. We've got Chessie Hour in the form of Shemi, and they're not here, but obviously they're enjoying life. We've got the Touchy Gunas too, so follow all those accounts on the Twitter. If you're somebody who's US-based and you're looking to listen to a bit of different content, we've got our Amp Pods, which come out every Wednesday, 4 p.m. East Coast time, 1 p.m. Pacific time. You get Tobes' shiny head on there once in a while, uh, Ditsu, Meads, and myself once in a while too, so check that out. Um, that's all by the by. Let's let's get into the, the, the real meat and bones, as, as they call it. Um, Manchester United came to Anfield today, um, and were beaten to the tune of seven, seven goals, uh, seven nil. Boy, oh boy, boy, oh boy. I'm gonna I'm gonna be Ooh, gracious. Man. I'm gonna be gracious yeah. and I'm gonna c- come across to the Coppel lads. Um talk us through the game. I honestly it's all a blur to me, if I'm being honest with you. But talk <laughs> And first and foremost, I'm gonna ask you, yeah, is this a more embarrassing defeat than the five 0 before? Which you tweeted 24th of October 
this is the most embarrassing defeat of my life. I can't even remember, but yeah, this is definitely come on. Seven nils is like a, a school score, like Sunday league touchdown FC type of score, man. So yeah, definitely, definitely. No, ridiculous. For the fact that I think, like after the third goal, they just gave up. They literally just gave up, and it just felt like they were letting you guys walk the ball in. So honestly. Yeah, definitely the worst result I can remember as a Manchester United fan. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk more on that. I'm more interested in your thoughts on your performance today. Um, what were your thoughts going into the game? Um, going into the game, I wasn't that confident, you know. like This is a stronger Man United side than we've been tending to face in the past couple of years. <laughs> Why are you laughing, bro? <laughs> don't, don't mind but me, this bro. Is, this is a stronger Man United side than we've been tending to face over the recent years anyway, innit? Um, we weren't in greatest form ourselves and we're probably like a shell of the Jurgen Klopp side that everybody's normally accustomed to seeing. Um, and then the teams get released. Like, I was very happy that, I'll be honest, I was very happy that Dalo and Weghorst were starting because I felt like Nunes would be able to isolate against Dalo and Weghorst isn't really going to be a threat in behind and if he's in the 10, he's not somebody I'm too worried of. Um, but we were also starting a weird midfield of, well, what we would consider a weird midfield of Henderson on the left, which he normally doesn't play, he plays on the right, um, Elliot on the right and Fabinho. And all three of them have had spells of not playing well, especially of late Henderson and Fabinho, who have not been able to put passes together, have been a step slower than the play and have just looked very, very old. Like, people are saying Fabinho's 45 now, and every single week a year is added on to his age. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I had 43 the last time I checked. It's probably 41 now after that win today. Yeah, just a little bit. But, um, yeah, it wasn't really great. I wasn't expecting too much from the Liverpool lads. But what were you guys feeling? Uh, we, I, I'll give my thoughts on this so you can give yours. We don't do well at Anfield. Like, historically, we don't do really well. And all the managers we've had in the last decade or so, even when we were, like, the best team in the country, we'd go there, lose, draw, scrap, 1-0 win, if you remember O'Shea's winner. Only LVG has been able to come to Anfield and actually, like, put on a performance and comfortably win in my in my memory. So, honestly, I wasn't really looking forward to the game. I think this season you've had a tendency to either play up or down to your opposition. So, you see, we saw how you played against Manchester City. Typically, when a good team comes to play you, you play up to their level. Uh, and when it's a weaker team, maybe there's a bit of that arrogance and you're not quite the team anymore to steamroll teams. Despite that arrogance, you tend to play down to their level. So, I was coming here hoping just to come away with a draw because, obviously, you guys have got your eyes on a top four on a top four race and a top four position and, and and we're third in the table. So for me, I just wanted to come out of the Anfield with a draw. You don't take anything away from us. But then what proceeded was, yeah, beyond my wildest nightmares. Uh, what about you, Jesse? <laughs> yeah, um, boy, I, I had no faith we were going to win. I'll say it in the group chat. I don't know why people thought we were going to win. It was, it was a bit silly. Uh, Liverpool have picked up form in recent weeks. The results yesterday as well is like a further incentive that, okay, cool, if Liverpool win this game, they're really back in the mix and they could go on the run. And also, United never, ever, ever play good at Anfield, ever. I think I've seen one good performance in my life and that was the game um, under LVG. No matter how good we are, how bad Liverpool are, or vice versa, it doesn't matter, 
when we go Anfield, we, it's just long. <laughs> it's like when we do win, it's like we've literally been out play for the whole game, and we score from like one of two or three attacks. So I did think we're going to lose quite comfortably by like at least two clear goals. However, I didn't foresee a seven piece. That's like that's a bit aggressive. You know what I'm saying? Like to be honest, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, it was four 0 because that's when I started playing COD. So at four 0 <laughs> I started playing COD, and the man was telling me about more goals. I was like, whoa, no, whoa, 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 whoa. And anyway, I thought like even even Mariah was saying the same thing to me in the group chat. Like that result was because if you see some of the things that United fans say in the group chat, and some of the things I've even seen this week from United fans, like a, a, a comfortable flogging, I think would have been good for the fan base because a dose variety is needed. Like, yeah, we won the, Cap- the Carabao Cup. Yeah, cool. We're, like, in a top four. But it's not like we've ever been here before under Oli, whatnot, whatnot. We still have a long way to go as, like, a really good team. But 7-0 is actually crazy. It's actually crazy. And, and the things I'm hearing from the boys, like, I'm hearing Bruno was saying no mask, wants to come off, and that's meant to be people's mentality monster. Luke Shaw's second-half performance is actually has undone any good performance. That is the, just go. Just he has to He has to go. Like... I don't think it's possible for a good team to lose 7-0. Like, honestly. Like, what good team loses 7-0? Amorais is the most embarrassing loss. I don't think it is. Because we've been flogged so many times. Like, remember Spurs gave us 6-1 at home? Yeah, yeah no, we have, home. We, have, we have suffered a lot of batterings in the last Liverpool, few years. Liverpool gave us five last year? No, this, and Marco, no, no, the worst one. The worst one. Marco, Marco, Marco referred to my, t- my tweet after yeah. the five nil, but I think this no, no, one no. was the five nil. The five nil. I think I think the two nil against City was one of the most embarrassing because they literally allowed us for the whole second half. They said, oh, "You man, will allow you, yeah? Like you, you know, good usage. Just not do that you know again." Yeah? Was That's was playing chess. He knew. Yeah. He, if I beat this Oli guy too convincingly, he loses his job. So what he do one in every two three games is give him a win. I'll lose and those then, three points uh, in this game, <laughs> but they're not going to be threats to win the title or really challenge. Yeah, Trump was trying to play that. Lose the battle, but win the war, yeah? Exactly. Trump was trying to play that because he was trying to chase City. So he had to beat yeah. us every single time. But Pep was confident that I'll lose these three points, but I'll pick up the three points somewhere else along and, the way. And, and, and that's and why Oli was is, able to stay so long. And that's, this is why when the, when the feds come for City, I need, I need Pep to do at least <laughs> a five. <laughs> two and a half good behavior, get out early. Jam saying at least do two and a half years behind bars. That, that is my hope, like inshallah. But, um, back to this game, yeah, bro. Seven nil is crazy. And, bro, we held six against City, and I, I we got a little quick three goals to like make their score up. But the six nil City game was just as bad as this. We lost four nil to Brentford, so this is not like an anomaly result. We've been seven goals now. is an anomaly. <laughs> we could <laughs> six, not two nil. Six is like the limit of normal football scores. Beyond six, you're going crazy now. You're going crazy, man. No, no, shall I tell you why the six is not? Haaland and Foden scored a double hat trick. Like, how often does that happen? (laughs) (laughs) Double hat trick on our heads. That's like that's that FIFA that's that FIFA thing. Also, losing 4-0 to Brentford, if you add in the if you work at exchange rate, that's a 7-0 as well, bro. 4-0 to Brentford. It's a 7-0 on exchange rate. So, yeah, man. <laughs> 7-0 on exchange rate. But, yeah, man, like, when really and truly, we're actually out here playing, like, some really, really scary guys that try to trick a couple, man. Dalo tries to trick a couple youths with two, three months ago of good form. The guy's ass. Shaw, what Shaw was doing today was disgusting. Fred is Fred, do you know what I'm saying? Workhorse is just... Workhorse shouldn't play. I know he's not... 
we didn't lose 7 0 because of workhorse. Mm. But like a few times in the first half, because if we're doing like, if we actually talk about the game, the first half was fine. I actually thought yeah. United were probably the better team. And then obviously the mistake for the last goal. But like, there was a few times when if Vogos didn't have a speed of a four year old child that's just hurt the ankle, he would have put through Rashford. But he's always stretching for everything. And then we concede a terrible goal, come out of the half, concede another terrible goal where the Casimigos, the BBW, Luke Shaw, Fred, everybody was just a mess. And then they just spiraled out of control. But yeah, man, should I tell you what's mad? Do you know what I mean? Like seven football group chats here, and nobody's cooking me. <laughs> Nobody, because people know I don't care like that. Like I don't care. So this is good. Like this doesn't this doesn't burn. But seeing like other United fans like Nigo, I want to draw him up. He was saying twenty one and twenty one. Like, twenty one. He, he's he's actually traumatized. I'm like, bro, why did he believe in these lot? I, I yeah. don't understand. But yeah, yeah. man. But the, the only bad thing all round is that Liverpool. I was hoping Liverpool would be fully mudded, not get top four this year because I know them them hosts is broke, so they might get top four. And this is off the back of uh, the Reese Nelson buzzer beater. So the Arsenal fans are just too happy. And that's just never good. A hell of a so, weekend. Mush, yeah. um, this we felt like we had the, the run of the first half. I think I agree with him. Um, but the second half was something entirely. From your perspective, what, hap what happened? Was it Liverpool being good? Was it Manchester United being bad? Was it a combination of both? Was it players maximising on errors? Was it players showing their top quality in moments? What happened in the second half to concede six goals? Do you know what? It, it, it's so weird because, like, even though United conceded just before half-time, you, you didn't think that the way that that goal happened, it wasn't like Liverpool had built up, you know, 15 minutes of momentum where United couldn't get out. So they went into half-time with some kind of higher belief. I genuinely just think... Liverpool started doing the things that they're good at a bit better. I'm not even going to say it was at the level of when Klopp's at his best. I What I don't understand, and yeah, you're right, I think it was United just suddenly stopped doing all the things that they have become a little better at doing, like closing spaces, having a good shape. Bro, I have never seen Salah get this much space out wide all season. Like, genuinely... There would be a little combo out wide. Suddenly, Shaw or Dallo are, are out of place and Nunes and Salah have like 15 seconds to decide what to do. It, it was crazy. So I would actually that's throw not, that's, that... That's normal. That's normal but, for us. But man. I would throw that question back to you guys of how, how, do you, how do you lose control of a game which for the first half of it, you had a good control of tactically? Let me just interject there quickly. I don't think... I don't want to downplay how well Salah's played today. You know? I think Salah's been in touch with the in-man under the tree and all of a sudden he's read up on new powers, isn't it? Like he was on fire today and I don't want that to go to be overlooked still. Say that again. I think Salah's been in touch with the in-man under the tree and <laughs> read up on new the powers. Sheikh, the Sheikh's had a word, man. That's what it is. So, can I, I don't want that I... to be overlooked today. I think Salah had an amazing game, and every single time he isolated Shaw, he looked threatening. Mm, can, mm. can I just say, yeah, yeah, um, sure, Shams. I don't know. I feel like some United fans might find what I might say a bit a bit controversial, but um, as a disclaimer, I think Ten Hag is doing a fantastic job, and I think the trajectory you guys are on under him is good. This is um, always but, followed by disrespect. But, yeah, but <laughs> everything but. you know to say everything before but no 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 seriously 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 no seriously I rate Ten Hag I rate Ten Hag I've always rated him I rated him before he came United and yeah, I think but this is why he's but, a bit um, me, me get to the butt <laughs> <laughs> all right cool let me get to the butt so get I honestly think 
this defeat has been coming. I don't think I never saw it being a, this bad. But when I watch United against some of like the mid-table teams, so just to name a few, so like Leeds, Leicester, um, I think West Ham in the week I had. Um, you guys give up quite a, quite a few chances against against those teams. Um, and I've and I've watched a few of those games, and I thought to myself, like, if a better team, if they were playing a better team that had these chances, yeah, they would have conceded goals. They would have conceded a few. Goals. The Leicester game in particular at Old Trafford a couple of weeks ago, Leicester. First 20 minutes had so many openings in that half. I thought to myself, how are they not leading? Um, obviously, um, you've benefited a lot from Rashford being on absolute fire. Um, Casemiro being amazing in this field. But honestly, I felt like the defeat was coming. I just felt like it just took a better team to be more clinical because United have been, from what I've seen, United have been giving up chances um, in quite a few games this season, uh, particularly um, in this calendar year that I've seen. So, yeah. That's yeah, just, yeah, yeah, I'd, I, I'd agree with the chances. And I think this is where my issue's been with the team, where everyone's been talking about how good the team are. My issue's been um, the lack of control that we have in games. We have a midfield who have players who are quite turnover prone. Casemiro, Bruno, Fred, uh, even Ericsson when he plays, he's okay on the ball, I guess. Uh, so what it means is that a lot of our games tend to go from end to end. And... Yeah, they tend to go from end to end. And because of that, the games are hectic when they don't need to be. And I think it was a game when we played Nottingham Forest in the League Cup. I think we beat them 3-0. But like at 3-0, they were still like breaking and getting past some midfield. I was like, yeah, this this is ridiculous. Like this is a stage in a game where the tempo of the game should be all the way down. And all we're really doing is just passing the ball about and really seeing it out. And that's when it kind of really hit me that we still don't have the profile of midfielders in there to be able to take the take the tempo out of a game and really control the proceedings. So while, like you say, Shams, um, Rashford has been brilliant and while Martinez and Varane, even um, Luke Shaw have had really good seasons, there are still levels this team needs to go to to be able to be right up there at the top of the table um, <coughs> with, the, with the best, best teams in the league. But today, I think the first half was a pretty good showing. It generally was a pretty pretty good showing. And one of the better first halves that we've had when we've, we've come to Anfield and probably the best first half that, or the best half we've had away to any of the traditional like top six teams. Um, the goal we conceded, Gakpo's goal was poor. Uh, Dalla was high up and he, he missed it. Fred's positioning was all over the gaff. And Varane sold himself. He, he, came, he came out too quick. And then it was, yeah, great, great clinical finish from Gakpo. Um, Second half, you're anticipating, OK, we're going to tussle and Manchester United will probably equalise and we'll go from there. Uh, and then this is a calamity of errors started. Luke Shaw was all over the gaff. Casemiro was losing the ball. Varane was a late fitness test and he did not look on it today to me at all. That's the worst I've seen him play for us, probably. Um, missing 50, losing all his 50-50 challenges, making bad decisions. Uh, and then it, you guys just went crazy. Literally, like this year, I didn't start playing COD at 4-0, but I kind of just stopped really watching the game and was just kind of just talking to the United fans. Look up, it's like, anytime you got near the goal and you shot, it went in. I think it's eight, eight shots yeah, on target. Yeah, I think what Shem said um, is is true. And I did, that's why I felt like today is going to be one of them days. But what's mad about this game is that I feel like United definitely give a lot of teams opportunities where all of a sudden they're breaking on us and then whoever's your wide forward has 10, 15 yards to drive and have options to do what they want, which we saw Salah and Gakpo and Nunes and them and have. But today was different. It's because like it was actually pathetic defending. 
Like, it's like their man's brains just malfunction, bro. Like, so that's what's yeah. a bit mad. So, like, obviously the first, like, I don't know. I, I never thought we'd win a game. I thought Liverpool would definitely score, like, three goals. But to, to concede to a seven here, brazy, bro. That is pathetic. Bro, it's that, just sorry, not a normal score, score in it. You can yeah. never call yourself a good team if you concede seven goals. And in the same season, you concede a six. No, yeah, not good. Yeah, a lot of it's plus six. You played twenty six games. That, that, games. That, that's that's, that's <laughs> and, insane. And, 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 I'm, I'm, and I'm telling you, goal difference is the perfect barometer of how good a team is. Do you get it? Because across a, a prolonged period of games, if you've got like a healthy goal difference, that shows that you are beating teams comfortably. Whether that is because you're defensively resolute or you're great going forward or a mixture of both, right? And like I'm sure you City cannot hide. In it. You cannot. Yeah, hide. I'm sure City and Arsenal are in the thirties. Even Newcastle are damn near in the twenties, and that's because and they've conceded like only fifteen goals. Our goal difference is plus six. That's mid table. That's mid table. Is actually, I know it sounds mad, but obviously Lissandro and Varane have been brilliant this year. So they've been stopping a lot of the transitions that we're facing. And Rashford's just going crazy. But yeah, man, um, hopefully this gives like everybody that's been kind of hyping up United some dose of reality because we are so far away from Arsenal and City. And we're just lucky that Liverpool are on a real, real down year. Yeah, with Liverpool, Chelsea, who of course we'll get onto as well. Spurs, oh, Chelsea, Chelsea, are madded. We don't have to talk about them. Right. Particularly, <laughs> particularly too, too bright. But this is why when people have that conversation about title race, like, yeah, we get it. You're looking at the table and you're looking at the numbers, but we watch this team, so we know that we're not going to accumulate in the next 14, 15 games enough points to close the gap that Arsenal have over us, or even get over City. And when you watch our games, you see that we don't have the same control. We don't have the elite attack and we don't have the elite defence. And we don't control games for large periods by either stemming the tide of teams being able to get into threatening positions or even if we don't score lots of goals, a team that creates lots of chances and openings and opportunities and then you just need better players to execute. So we've done well in our first season. He's using largely the squad that Oli Gunnar Solskjaer has, has struggled with. Um, but there are definitely positions that we need to strengthen in. For me, it was just sloppy mistakes from Shaw, Casemiro, Martinez at times, some good finishing. Gapo, great finish for his second goal, too. Uh, and then I think they down tools at like 3 0. Like it was weird. And I don't know. Bruno down tools so badly. Yeah. That's it's so like, I, I don't know if like people want to mention the amount of games we've played and stuff. And I think it's easy. Hey, to no, kind of, that's not an excuse. Not, that's not an excuse. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's, uh, I, I didn't say it was an excuse. I said people want to. I'm not going to let you said, try and use this as an excuse. Did I say me or did I say people? Do you know what? This is the problem. When you have class, when you don't have class and you came in not expecting this, you don't know how to, you know, that kind of. Joe Fraser was falling over and our leading and punching me. Just let him. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to let me talk myself into stupidness. But anyway, people so what I was going to say in that big party about, I feel like you lot of over at Mogo have done really well, other than Nigo, have done really well at curtailing the narrative of you're not good enough to win the league because of the players that you have and the teams around you, how much better than they are. Better than you they are, sorry. Um, so I do like the fact that you lot have stated that to begin with and props to you, man, for holding true to that narrative and saying that. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Man trying to give you, man, props. No, it's man, class. Said true, man said true to that narrative. Like, we're trying to... Like, we're trying yeah, to... Like, we're trying to... 
<laughs> even when he's trying to be graceful, he don't even know how to do it. Yeah, go on. <laughs> hey, because I'm a punk at heart, fam. I'm a yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, I <laughs> know. I think it's extremely damning that you've been beaten 7 0 by this Liverpool side. Like, the Liverpool side that is losing 3 0 to Wolves, the Liverpool side that is getting battered by Brighton, the Liverpool side that is holding slaps from Nottingham Forest. Like, this Liverpool side has been shambolic this year and it's still the same midfield. It's still the same attacking line. It's still the same everything. So mm. it's very damning that you lot are losing 7-0. And like Dissy was saying, it is a thing where at times you do let people in in transition and a better team punishes you. We're not a better team though. We're not one of those teams that should be considered on that echelon. Like we're a very rubbish team that has somehow... No, you are better than I don't, I don't think you are. I think that your team, based on the players you have, is underachieving this season. Massively. And when you look at the pace that you have in Nunes and Salah in the channels, Massively and obviously Gapo, he's, he's, got, he's got good potential, especially in terms of his finishing. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't really buy that, you know, that Liverpool are not a team that this could, you know, that could, that could Liverpool, do this Liverpool, at any given day. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't, well, I don't know why we're doing this, right? You're having a bad season. Doesn't mean that you. <laughs> I think your midfield needs to be refreshed for sure. Well, you have better players than Manchester United. You have a better goalkeeper, have a better right back. Your centre backs are better. Okay, midfield's a bit scary, but our sucks as well. And then you have better attackers. So I, I don't know why you're just having a bad year, a transition year. 100%. But you are a better team than us. Hundred percent. Lucy's Lucy's definitely to anybody under any circumstances. If you're meant to be a top team, it's damaged. Period. But mm. if we be yeah, but Liverpool always beat us no matter what. I remember that time when Coit scored the worst hat trick of all time, and United are meant to be good them times. Like I'm just used to like us losing to Liverpool, no matter how good or bad either team is. You get it. But seven is is that is that is something that is something. and what's bad about the seven is. Man were actually moving mad on the pitch to make yeah. matters worse. Yeah, and I think that shows that man ain't got that dog in them, bro. These man, uh, these man ain't, these man ain't it. These man are not it. Hey, I need you to name names, brother. Oh, don't worry. Do you, you already know DDG. See, he's had CT for four years. <laughs> CT for four years. Dallo's got no intellects whatsoever. Miranda Martinez, they get a buy from me. Sure, he's he's pathetic. Like that, even think. Well, who was it? Was it Nunes or Gakpo? He did that too. Bro, is it his fault that you're looking Bro, he's a professional. He's there to play football. Why are you angry at him? Because you're shit. <laughs> <laughs> Be angry at yourself. You know, you know like I mean? a child on the playground. Yeah. <laughs> you know the ones when a child is playing a video game and they can't win and they say, so they throw, they start throwing stuff at other people. Bro, get mad at yourself. Yeah. Um, who else is there? Fred, Fred's taps. He's just generally taps. I can't, get, I can't be mad at Fred, man. He's yeah, overperforming this season. Yeah, uh, Fred and Casemiro, I can't be mad at Bruno. I really need that Bruno was bitch made like that. Bruno's just bitch made. Oh, Anthony, also, two of the goals, the third or fourth goal, Anthony, if you're going to win the ball, foul the person, please. How about that? How about that? Yeah. How about that? Two how about that? You lose it from your corner. You can't lose it from your corner in that position and then just be very weak about it. You have to try you and have to, You have to win the ball or foul. Just foul, okay, cool. You hold the yellow card, cool. Like... <laughs> Yeah, why, why don't yeah. we why don't we actually break down the goals in order because no because we're not gonna bloody break, we're not gonna bloody break down the goals Come brother on, man. there's too I mean, many there's too many yo what what Salah did to Lissandro Martinez for that gap oh uh, that's gas as well you know that is even insane. that one well, let's talk about, let's talk about that yeah he turned him around what, what, man are acting like it was 
Neymar or Hazard. Let's let's relax. Wait, no, hold no, on. So yeah, would it this will make this basic point, and then Tobes, Marco, and Mushkin yeah. rebuttal. Yeah. Tobes will sit there. Tobes will sit there, depressed, but he loser. <laughs> 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 Melon, you got seven million. You're talking to me about the Melon Tommy. I'm about depressed. I'm happy. I'm about to eat lamb and fried rice. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. God, this. Yeah. So, so, um, so, Salah's running at him. And he proper makes him dizzy, which was sick, yeah. And because of his dizziness, he slipped, but he still did not get beyond flipping my man. My man was still right there. What is so bad about that goal is that Shaw, I think it's Shaw, allows Gapro to run off him, and then Gapro just violates DDG, just completely yeah, finishes the finish. The finish was Don't get wrong, like he he shook up Lissandro. Lissandro dropped, but he was still right in front of him. He didn't go beyond him. That's what. Hey, that's good enough for me, brother. That's good enough. But he, but he, but you're saying he. If, 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 if that's if that's a murdering the man, fair enough. If that's no, the it's, barometer, it's not. It's not a murder. Barometer. Barometer. It's not. It's not. It's not but that's that's what Toby was I'm saying. Put, that's the barometer. You just put him in a coffin in that. It's it's just a little light take. Like. When we are not get to do this, I just did it. And nobody's gonna stop me. Nobody's gonna stop me. In a coffin. Stop it. Let's not do that. He definitely put him in a coffin. A coffin. He had him change in direction like two times over, bro. It's not going one way. It's not going one way. Did I not just yeah, say that? Yeah, but so then how are you, yeah, but yeah, how are you saying? So then how are you saying? Yeah, so but what? How are you saying he didn't? Do, so yeah, how he's, he's no longer defending. Yeah, what? He's no longer defending. And you just no, no. Your point. I I didn't interrupt you. I didn't interrupt you. So you tried to. Your point. You, was, you had to get shut down. Your point. Your point was that oh Salah didn't run past him. Salah didn't need to run past him. If Salah wanted to run past him, he could he could easy run past him because he did the hard work. He put Lissandra on his on his fucking bum. He put Lissandra on his ass. If Salah really wanted to, he could he could have ran past him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But he didn't he he didn't do that. He didn't do that because Mo Salah Mo Salah was in his play his playmaking bag and he he set up the easy opportunity. Playmaking bag. Oh my god. He was. I'm talking about for that specific role. He was. He was because if he really wanted to, if he really wanted to, he could have ran he could have ran past Lissandra and could have went for goal himself easily. Easily, bro. Okay. Lissandro was just literally was just opening, was just, was just, was just opening leg and shaking yak all over the Anfield floor, man. Because that's what we see Salah do. Just run. Do you know what? Him. I think I think that's what uh, Shaw was waiting for. I think Shaw was anticipating Salah cutting in on his left left foot, so he wanted to be there to 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 block the shot or engage Salah. But he played a, ni a nicely weighted pass. But that was a really yeah. good finish from Gakpo. Honestly, yeah. after that goal, I can't really remember. The other goals, to be honest with you, so you had a right foot volley just off the bar. Oh, that vo that volley was called. That was quality. I remember that. That was quality. How, how did that goal come about? That was off. Um, it was Nunes was on the counter, and then he yeah. kind of underhit the pass, and then as he tried to play that same pass again, it came off Lissandro's back and ended up in no, Salah's no, path no, and no, Salah it. it. Came off no, no, it was Lissandro. I've literally watched it. It was, no, it was Lissandro. It was, it was McTominay. McTominay blocked the pass. No, McTominay no. blocked the pass, but then the pass, the second one, came off Lissandro's back. Okay. I thought it was McTominay. McTominay blocked the first one. That was, I think that's Salah's 22nd goal in all comps. And I thought Salah was having kind of a mid-year, which is just crazy to show. Levels. I think he is, but it just shows yeah, you what the levels are. He definitely is having a mid-year compared to what he's yeah, normally but, on. But. Yeah, but 22 all comps in what we in March. For mid-year, that shows what type of time you're on. 
also, yeah, also, he became uh, Liverpool's all-time top scorer with 61, 61's less games as well. Premier League all-time top scorer. Yeah, Premier League all-time top scorer now. Not all-time in the history. No, no, Roger Hunt. Roger Hunt's top, I think, so he's not going to catch that. Is it Ian Rush? Huh? No, no, it's not Ian Rush. Roger, bro, I don't know who Roger Hunt is. Them man from the 30s, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. Them man. So who, 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 them who, 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 them who, who, are not real, bro. 60 goals in 30 games. Owen and Fowler. Owen and Fowler. Even Owen still, bro. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Owen Owen has more overall. Yeah, Owen has more overall, but obviously that's for a combination of Newcastle as well. So for Liverpool alone, he's now top by himself. Was Owen and Fowler tied? Nah, it was Fowler was first, Owen was second. Yeah, yeah, I was talking to Liverpool. Yeah, I thought so, Fowler. Cool. So I guess for you, for you guys now, uh, the top four race is definitely on. But what are your expectations for the rest of the season? I mean, you're out of the Champions League most likely, uh, but you're 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 there and thereabouts in the top four. Is top four the minimum expectation now? I I think I don't know, Marco. I'll take this one. Yeah. In terms of like, uh, I, I think the big thing here is that especially since Gakpo's come into the team, and this is what I'm going to give him huge credit for, is that he came when we were at absolute worst and he's coming out the other side now playing week in, week out. Darwin played his first game with Gakpo when Gakpo had played about four games. But Gakpo's probably showed the most kind of, uh, he's been the most settled member of the team. Like this false nine role where he kind of turns on it, half turn and drives. He's probably got the best passing out of the three. The other two are quite erratic with their passing, even though Salah probably has more creative passes in his locker, but he's not dependable with it. And I just think I'd be interested to know, because obviously I'm always going to have my Liverpool tinted glasses on, what you make of this front three as a front three to take forwards into coming weeks and coming seasons. Nunes I was actually going whack. Nunes <laughs> is fucking whack. Nunes is he, he was crap today, really by the way. He was crap. No, he is absolutely French. horrible. He is horrible. Salah obviously is amazing. Gakpo, I can't lie. Gakpo looks like he's crap. We'll what are your thoughts on Gakpo? I'm interested because obviously there was a lot of talk around him joining Manchester United and there seemed to, like the, the attitude towards him was very Marmite. Some people were really high on him. Some people weren't. What has been your thoughts on Gakpo? What do you think his qualities are? How do you see him doing in this league, you guys? I think I think his qualities are in the box. Um, I, I've kind of said this since the World Cup. I didn't... Obviously, I think in Eredivisie, he played a lot out wide. But when I watched him in the World Cup, I thought, um, this is not someone that I could really see lighting up on the wing. But what I can see is someone who has great ball striking. Um, and he, he's, he's fairly athletic. Um, but I think he's... But what I was seeing is that his best kind of attributes was kind of in and around the box and in front of goal. Um, and I think that's what he showed at Liverpool so far. I think if you look at his goals... Um, so the, the the Newcastle one comes to mind where he kind of takes it um, on the touch and com- composed finish. Um, and again today, um, just that that goal um, chips over the hill was quality, and the first goal as well. Both goals today were absolutely brilliant in terms of the quality of finishes. Um, so I think that's definitely his strengths. If you could if you could get him in positions in and around the box, um, he looks like he's got a lot of quality um, in front of goal, and he looks like he could he could net. So I think he's got um, he's got good goal potential. Um, but I think it's still early days on him, especially. It's definitely still early days on him. Um, Nunes, um, I wasn't Nunes' biggest fan, but I think I like the way Klopp is using him out wide. It kind of reminds me of what Lukaku was doing at right wing um, for Everton. Um, but Nunes, um, he, he, he is, um, like, like him a lot, I feel like he is being used in a very effective way right now. Um, and he, it, it's getting the best out of him um, in recent weeks. You can't, I, I don't think you can deny that really. Um, so, yeah. 
Cool. And how about you, Marco? You guys have probably you've watched him the most out of anyone on the pod. What have you guys thought of him? Um, so I wasn't really hiring him to begin with, and there was a lot of discourse in the Copen group chat where someone called Yak was vouching for him with his life, and we were slandering him for like quite some time. But I think since the Everton game, he's shown me a bit more of what he's about. Um, I think his receiving in tight spaces is really good. I think he's got a bit of burst to get away from his man. His decision-making is really good. Passing-wise, he seems good as well. Um, he seems like a Bobby Firmino replacement in terms of being that kind of player. Maybe not as intelligent just yet and maybe not as technical just yet. But what he seems like he can do is link up the midfield and the attack through the way he progresses play and how he receives the ball between the lines. Um, I do think he has quality in around the box. I don't think he's shown enough of it just yet. Um, I think he's on maybe four goals, five goals this season in the Premier League, um, with one being a poacher's goal against Everton and then the Newcastle goal that Sam's mentioned in two today. Um, I can't remember the other one, if there is another one, but he seems like he will grow into the game say into the league and in terms of going back to Mush's question, what this front three seems like it can do. I do like how Nunes is brings that chaos factor. I do like the fact that he's a threat in behind and he constantly <laughs> he constantly makes his right back worry about what he's gonna do going back so going forwards. And I remember you asking me a question, Mariah, about will Nunes's play be to the detriment of Liverpool. So I've thought about it now <laughs> and um, essentially I think he creates more chances and more scoring opportunities than he does in terms of breaking down play. He um, so he creates more than he ruins, yeah? Yeah, he creates more than he ruins. So there's a net positive there in it. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's like I you have to accept that there's a ruin factor with, with Darwin. Yeah, that's, that's what you're going to There was like loads of passes that were just not there. There was one little pass that he tried to do to Elliot around the corner, which was absolutely shit. Elliot was five yards away from him and he rolls it out for throwing. There was yeah. one where I think he faced up Dalo. You know, he had his back to go and Dalo just nicked the ball from him and you lot went on the attack. So yeah, there's definitely areas in his game that he can improve. But I think overall, he's a net positive to what he brings to Liverpool. Sometimes I do think he is our most dangerous attacker. Um, as of late, Salah's been somewhat quiet and Gapo's just been settling in. So, yeah, it's definitely something I think he brings to us as a team. Can, can yeah. I just add on to something that, that uh, you said, Marco? I think the, the chaos thing, I think it's funny because um, Gapo's, Gapo and Nunes' strengths, um, they're kind of suit where they're both playing now so if you think about like Nunes that chaos factor is actually from from you don't really want that chaos factor in the central positions like in front of goal you want someone that's a bit more composed um but out wide it's all right because um he can combine that with his pace um whereas you've got um Gapo who's a bit more composed um maybe not as quick as Nunes so it kind of makes sense to switch the two what Klopp has done um, and I think I think to answer, to answer Mush's questions, I, th I think the front three, I think there's big potential here for them to do well um, because I think um, they've given you know Gakpo and Nunes that platform to kind of you know play through you know times where they were struggling maybe and like just to gel. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, you think about clubs like Chelsea, you get onto later, who you, players don't get that platform 
and you know, a couple games, bad form out the doors. You know what I mean? But it looks like some eye rolling here from. But uh, yeah, it looks like a. (laughs) No, yeah, it looks looks like Liverpool. 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 I I think this this front three they've been given enough time, and and going forward, I feel like it can do it can do bits potentially. So yeah. And just to spin back to your question, Mariah, about top four, what do I see? Um, So our next game is Bournemouth away, um, and. I would like to take the momentum of this game going into that. Then we've got Real Madrid at the Bernabeu. And for all intents and purposes, I want to just keep that respectable. Um, I want to be maybe like a 3 1. Don't get fucking carried away, blood. Do not get fucking carried away. I'm believing. I tried to be respectful. You might draw a Bournemouth. But don't get fucking carried away when you go to the burnabout. You're no, out. No, yeah? your dirt, bro. <laughs> like I said, you don't play. Works. You, you right. know, you know, you know. Like I said, you don't play up or down to your opposition. Mariah, if you don't think an early goal is gonna gas me, yeah. <laughs> this, this you and to, this you and Toby are privy to my excitement when I disappear for weeks and then suddenly Liverpool score, yeah. I am, I am more than happy to go back into that early goal. I'm I'm gonna say we're gonna do it four 0 Okay. By the way, by the way, I wanted to uh, I wanted to shout out uh, Andy Robertson today. I oh, thought yeah, he definitely. was like a flipping machine, man. He How's he been this season? Good, good, good. He's yeah. he's probably oh, been the most oh, settled out of the four. I mean, Trent had a good game, and it's been, you know, it's been a better last four or five weeks minimum really but I, I just think um what Trent has still not got out of his system like for example what was the game the Palace game where we drew where you know when he was um trying to shield that ball then got tackled and Mateta hit the bar it's gone from bad all game to now still having one or two silly moments but but there's less and less of them now so I'm hoping for the close of the season he's gonna have a really strong strong close so yeah our fullbacks which we know have always been you know um important for how we're going to be successful look like they're hitting the right form too late for us to achieve anything but the right time for us to hit the top four i think um yeah let me just circle back to what i was saying in it so after the real madrid game we you've been circling back all pod make this your final circle back yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'll circle seven times if i need to brother no 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 quickly quickly (laughs) tobes looks fucking muddied you know I'm watching the Roma game, bro. I'm not. I'm just paying attention. But yeah, period. Yeah, between April the first. Um, well, start from. Look you explaining yourself, bitch. From April the first, yeah, where we face um, City, Arsenal, and Chelsea within like an eight-day period, innit? So, dependent on that, that's going to be like a make or break spell for our season in it if we're able to make top four or not we could end up losing all three of those games in it so you actually have some some, some spicy fixtures coming up um good stuff man so yeah congrats on the win today wish you all the best for the rest of your season Uh, i'm gonna come come across to toes because normally even if we aren't talking spurs he's always got thoughts he's always engaged in the conversation the Manchester united win did nothing for you in your heart you're still sad so no, I need happy. to hear. I need to hear this pain. No, 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 no. You're not happy. No, no, no. I no, need no. To hear... <laughs> no you <laughs> came on the pod and you said you're sad. That's what you said. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not a big man like you use the word sad. You actually, I am. I'm not happy about my. Big man like you. You're basically 180. You're sad. 
in the end of the day, when there's five men, when there's five men making the same point that you're going to make, why do I need to add my two pence? Oh, you, you always manage to. Anyway, Spurs, uh, with all the craziness that's gone on this weekend and even more so yesterday, some people ignored the fact that, that you lost to Wolves. You didn't. You were on YouTube in top form. Um, talk us through it. I, I was saying the season feels like a bit like of a, a, a roller coaster, but I think maybe to you, you'd say it's all around not been a good season, but I feel like you'd have a good result and it'd be like, oh, let's see where we can go. Then you'd have a bad result. Then you have a good re- Like you beat Chelsea a couple of weeks ago. Now you're losing to Wolves. What is going on, Tobes? The same thing that's been happening for like four months now. They're just a really inconsistent side. They're not good. Um, they really struggle. Oh, fuck. I don't know why I was just hit there. But <laughs> they really struggled <laughs> offensively. Um, and now what, what we're seeing, which is didn't which is what we didn't see at the start of the season, now we are actively struggling to break teams down. Like, and you wouldn't think it with the attack that we have. You wouldn't think it with the fact that, oh no, Spurs have scored four league goals. Um, Spurs have like the, the third or fourth highest league goals. They- but when you've actually, if you've watched our games probably um, since the issue, um, we've had a serious issue. Sorry, my internet just went higgy there. We've had a serious issue when it comes to breaking sides down. Um, and even before the World Cup, it's been happening. You see games like Bournemouth, we score three, but like two of them are from set pieces. It feels like most games now, if we don't score from a set piece, it's very, very difficult for us to actually penetrate penetrate the opposition. Um, and the Wolves game, it was a game of two halves, to be honest. Pause um, for fuck's sake, man. Come on. Yeah, the, whatever, man. The game, the, the, the Wolves game, it was a game of two halves. First, first half was probably like similar to how Wolves played at our ground, where they dominated a lot of the ball. They had us penned in for the most part. We couldn't really get out. We only had like one attempt um, in the game at White. Um, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium or White Hart Lane, whatever you want to call it. In the reverse, the other day, we had 11 shots at their ground. They had zero shots. So we were, it looked like we were doing everything in our power, supposedly, to try and get ahead, um, go go one the up. But again, the same old problem was rearing its ugly head. Like Spurs were counter-pressing well, Spurs were defending well, Spurs were actually keeping Wolves penned in. Wolves couldn't really offer a threat. They couldn't really get out. But what was the issue? The issue was we weren't able to create enough enough uh, meaningful opportunities to capitalize on our domination. And then the second half, uh, second half, they made proactive changes. They brought on two subs at halftime. They brought on that that guy, Adama Traore, Mr. Baby Oil. Um, they brought on <laughs> <laughs> they brought on Adama Traore and they brought on uh, I can't remember who else um, and then they brought on Matthias Cunha. They they made like two changes at halftime and lo- another further two changes around the 65th or 70th minute. Right, they were going for the game. They wanted to win that game of football, and we did what we have done too many times this season. We can see what's happening in a game of football. We can see that it's we're losing more and more control in the game and no change gets made up until when the game is basically away for, from us or one nil down. So I'm angry, but I'm just... Who's managing the team at the moment? Is it Stellini or is it Conte? I couldn't give a rat's ass, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't give a rat's ass. And I'm, ty- and I, I'm, I'm just happy... Um, one second. I'm just happy that this whole... This whole... I say happy. I'm not happy because we lost, but I'm just... 
one positive about this loss is that it dispels this annoyingly obnoxious narrative that Stellini is doing something different to Conte. Let Stellini cook. What is he cooking? Four wins. Duh, 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 duh. Clean sheets. He's a fucking disciple of Conte. Excuse my French. He is a disciple of Conte. He is doing everything Conte wants for that team. If he wasn't doing what Conte wanted for that team, he wouldn't be Conte's number two. He would not be Conte's number two. And lo and behold, Stellini in the dugout against Wolves, we lost. Stellini in the dugout against Sheffield United, we lost. This is a this is a team that don't know how to break sides down now when they when they actually set up with some sort of organization. And then we don't know how to use our subs well enough to change the game. What, what's subs- going on? What's going on with the resistance to use Dan Juma, man? Well, what's happening there? It's the same thing that's been happening all season with Richarlison, with Basuma, with Jed Spence, with with um who else? Who else? With Pape Matasar, with Oliver Skip. Like it's the same thing that's been happening all season. We've got a manager or a team who just refuse to actually utilize the squad that they've been given. Which is why when when people now want to make a case for Conte, it's fallen on deaf ears because you can't be asking for more players when you're not able to utilize the best the you're not able to get the best out of the players that you've been given. It doesn't make sense. So you are sense. you Conte out then? Conte Conte coaching team out. Um yeah, they, they all need to go. 100 percent They need to go. I said this, we spoke about this like a couple of weeks back, Mariah, when we were talking about the stick or twist situation. And I said I would I would change it. I would genuinely would change it because there's no there's no benefit to keeping Conte now. Spurs are conceding goals, Spurs aren't winning matches, the football is turgid. We're out of the FA Cup. We're probably going to be ducked out of the Champions League on Tuesday. There is no benefit to keeping Conte because he's not going to sign a new deal. What's the point? Facts, facts. I think it's been <clears throat> an unhappy marriage, really, with, with Spurs and Conte from, from, from the start. I mean, you, you had that good season on paper, and I think a lot of Spurs fans thought if we gave him a few players, we invested in what he wanted, we could really see something happen. But <clears throat> it's always been fractious, and it is that way with Conte anyway. Uh, I mean, Shemi, you and Tobes have gone back and forth about this <laughs> over the last couple of seasons. Is there anything you, you want to add here? Um, I feel kind of vindicated to be honest, but um, nah, not really because I'm not surprised. This is Conte, and I and I want, I want, I want hopes, I want the new Spurs guys, I want them, you know. So, yeah, no, this is Conte, man. This is this is just Conte. Everything you're seeing now is him, everything you're seeing now is what Chelsea fans saw in the 17 18 season. Yeah, this is just him, and I agree. I think it's just best that um, both parties go their separate ways to be honest. Um, but yeah, man, I I don't know where Conte goes from here. To be honest, I don't know if I I, I don't know what this spell kind of does in terms of his re- reputation. Is he still a top coach? Do guys do people still consider him up there with the with the elites? Um, I don't know, man. Oh, wow. it's, it's 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 a weird one. Do you know what though? Do you not think that there's a certain stink that comes with Spurs that it's like he's won everywhere apart from Spurs? Like yeah. of course Spurs would be the only place where he doesn't win. Yeah, yeah, to an extent, yeah, but but at the same time, I fully agree with what Tobes is saying. I thought, you know, like you've been given tools that you could use, do you know what I'm saying? Um, and you haven't utilized them fully. So we don't know how much better you could have been because you haven't utilized what well, you've yeah, been given. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't you know disagree with that. Yeah, I don't disagree with yeah. that at all. But I think you're, you're talking about the perception. I said, do you yeah, not yeah, think part of the stink of Spurs or like rub? I guess. That? I yeah. guess I, I guess looking holistically, you could probably say that, yeah. Like it, it, it like when you look back in a few years' time, you probably if he goes on and like, you know, kind of 
wins things again at his next club, then I guess, yeah, that would probably be um, a fair uh, perception. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a mess right there. It's a mess. I just think with um, with that, though, I feel like it depends on who's analysing, right? If it's mm. the people that are watching football religiously, I can't help but think that they will, some will start to look at Conte differently at, after this spell. Um I'm even one of them. I like I, I think he's I think he's I still think he is an elite coach just about, but I I'm actually like I know what he did in Chelsea 17-18, but I'm actually flabbergasted at how bad he has he has been at his job in recent months. Like I feel like it will leave a bit of taste in the mouth and I feel like it will warp people's perceptions in terms of how he gets how he can actually be flexible. When your plan A isn't working, what can you do? What can you do to try and get a tune out of your team, even though your main method of, of playing, teams are sussing it out? And right now, he's not showing that he's not showing that he can do anything else. And I don't know whether it's it, it's a it's just down to desire, because I feel like his desire is gone. But fundamentally, I just can't actually understand some of the decisions that him and his team are taking. I don't get it. And, and funny enough, isn't that one of Conte's strengths trying to get a tune out of players that are not Absolutely. really? Absolutely, yeah. you're right. So you're right. That's I guess going back to Mariah's question, doesn't that allude to there being a Spurs stink because he can't do it? Yeah, at Spurs, a, but he can do it everywhere there, else. There is. A, uh, there, definitely, there definitely is a Spurs stink, one hundred percent. But there is not enough of a stink to have played the way we have played under Conte for months. There's not enough of a stink that you can tell me should be so pungent that you can't beat Sheffield United away. Yeah. You can't, you can't, mm, you can't mm. score a goal against Wolves. Wolves are the second, Wolves, I think they're like the second least, joint second least, highest goal scorers in the league this season. They scored like 19 That's goals. interesting sentence structure there, man. Least wow. highest, you know. Whatever, you know what I mean. They've scored, they've scored the least amount. They've, they've scored the second least amount of goals this season. So this is not a this is not a, a side that have a lot to throw at you. Like you would think with the plethora of talent you've got at your disposal, you have to put this team away, and you can't even do that. We're chasing the game. It's nil nil, and I'm seeing Pedro Porro and Kulisevsky come off for Lucas Mora and and Emerson. How can mm. how can you even justify some Emerson's of played well recently? Maybe that first no? thing is taking away some of his desire still, but moving maybe, on to Pedro Porro. <laughs> uh, sorry, Marco. Maybe Emerson but Emerson's played well recently. And yeah. I think I, I saw you talking about this, and I saw you making that point that oh, you're taking off a defensive like you need to go and you're taking off a defensive player. Um it, it always for me it's always game state, right? So you need a goal. Are, are your team dominating in the areas that lead you to get closer to the goal? And if the answer is no, sometimes what you need is a player deeper to help you get progress the ball into the final third, not just sticking on an attacker into a team who can't even get the ball into the final third. Obviously, you'll know better than me if that was the case yesterday. But generally, I think it's, it's a bit more complicated than just sticking on Stick on said right winger. I mean, Lucas Moore is not the answer to any question I want to be asking. But, um, exactly. yeah. yeah. I, I don't know the, terms, the, man. The point, the point with Emerson Royale, though, is, like, he has been playing well in recent weeks. And I'm not even saying this to have a go at Emerson because I don't think Emerson came on and did anything bad yesterday. I'm, I'm saying it because Pedro Porro was one of the better players for Spurs yesterday. And actually, and if, if a goal was going to come, he looks like someone who can provide that. 
cleaner first touch, great free kick to hit the bar as well. Exactly, better balls, better balls into the into the box um, from his crossing, and a better range of pass. So when you're actually chasing a game of football, he had the tool set available to actually try and get something out of that game. So for him to come off for someone like Emerson, who doesn't give you what he can give you on the ball, is scary. It's absolutely scary. And one of the big things about us yesterday was Wolves were winning the midfield battle for the entirety of the second half. So when I'm seeing Lucas Moura come on, who is a turnover demon literally a turnover demon, the ball goes into a black hole and he's leaving in three months' time and he's barely played any football this season. When you have a dribbler like Dan Juma who can get you up the pitch and actually has more quality in the final third. When you have a £60 million player that you were begging for in the summer that was starting up top or on the left-hand side for Everton, it makes no sense. And beggars belief that that can be your first change of the game. It doesn't make any sense. Totally you don't want to change on. shape. You don't want to change shape. Instead, you want to bring on players that that you know will limit your team's ability to score. Spurs looked more blunt when these guys came on. It made no sense. So, Toby, I did want to ask you about somebody that should have a skill set, yeah, to help affect a game attacking-wise. Um, and that is Sonny, the masked Sonny. How was he yesterday? Because I just, to enlighten, the, to enlighten the listeners, myself and Toby have a bet of is it fifty pound or hundred pound? That fifty pound, fifty pound, and I have a bet with tops from NSO as well that Nunes will get more goals than Son this season in the Premier League. So I'm you just going to ask for regular updates every single time I see Toby. So that's fine. Now you guys kind of know where it's coming from, innit? That's fine. That's fine. So how was he and yesterday? He was shit. Any he was shit. on goal? Any shots at target? Like he had, he had, a, he had, um, he had one chance on goal that was that was offside, and he had another one that was. That was onside, and uh, the one that was onside, he hit the crossbar. Um, but yeah, no, he was poor. He was poor. He was what he has been all season when he started. So close, players. but no cigar, he was, basically. He was poor. What's that? So close, but no cigar. Yeah, not close really. I don't even think he was close from what Tobes is saying. Hit the bar in it, so maybe. Oh, okay, inches, yeah, yeah, fair a few enough. Inches to the left, a few inches down. Who knows in it, but. I don't Boy, know what you're trying to do. Are you, are you, trying, trying, to, are you trying to like jump? Yeah, you trying to you trying to have like you know that one. You know that kind of like zinger line that's like, you got yeah. him, but he's <laughs> <laughs> really You know the thing about those lines, they come from moments of inspiration. You don't end, you don't try to engineer them. You're you're, you're forcing it. You're forcing it. Crazy, bro. bro. It's crazy. Like, come on. You can <laughs> do you can do better than that. You know, you you are, but I, I like to it's think he's better. Than I would that. love I would love Son to engineer some chances and make this a bit spicier than it is because Darwin's taking it away. But yeah, Darwin's doing this thing. Let's, let, let's, let's go to the... Thanks for that update, Tobes. And uh, again, I wish you did all the best for the rest of the season. <laughs> no, you um, don't. So, I don't know why. You, I don't like that. You don't. You're very disingenuous. You do not no, I do. I do you genuinely. Um, let's go across to the to the red side of North London. Uh, your rivals. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, they pull off a late, late win against Bournemouth. Reese Nelson, uh, fresh from the Bundesliga. Uh, limited minutes. Manages to come off the bench. Have a really good cameo. Guys, it's starting to feel like you know, like when Liverpool won it, and it just was starting to feel like, yeah, this is their title. They're getting the results. That's how I'm starting to feel about this 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 Arsenal title run. Um, Bush, you lived the Bush or Marco, you lived the Liverpool title run. Shems, you experienced it. Tobes, you experienced it. How 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 are you guys seeing things from the Arsenal perspective? They were having a bit of a rocky way of it, and they made tough work of a, a Bournemouth side that is not good. Um, but doesn't it isn't it start to feel like it's Arsenal's time? Yeah, it does, man. Like it's making me sick, but there's an air of inevitability 
around them at the moment. Like they went two 0 down, and you're possibly still considering them to win the game. Like I know it is Bournemouth, and I know Bournemouth are not a great side, but this Arsenal side seems to have a different type of hunger and a different type of fight um, to other Arsenal sides that I'm accustomed to seeing. And boy, I don't know what Arteta's done over there, what PEDs he's got their man on, or what Pep inspired plan he's got them on the PEP. But boy, I don't know. It just seems like every single time they go behind, they find a way to come back or to be able to put teams under pressure. And that the way I see Arsenal play, I think they currently play the best football in the league. That they put teams under pressure so easily. And then when Partey starting as opposed to Jorginho, it doesn't seem like teams can get out at all. Like I would watch every single one of their games and I think, oh yeah, there might be a break on here. And Partey is just eating them up. Or the ball goes over. Pause, man. Pause, bro. Yeah, Come pause, on. pause, pause, pause. But um, yeah, or the ball goes over their defensive line and Saliba and Gabriel look so composed. And this is even like a different Gabriel that I'm used to seeing because I'm used to seeing Gabriel. Well, I'm accustomed to Gabriel the Bozo, innit? And this Gabriel now seems very, very solid. He's assured of what he's doing. He's passing really well. He's more of a leader at the back. It's it's hell to watch, man. It's really, really shit to watch. I, I think the other thing as well is like, I, I think the one big thing about the Liverpool kind of title things is you've got to make it equivalent to what Arsenal are doing. You've got Saka and Martinelli kind of trying to do what Salah and Mane have been were doing all that time. But it was the little things of us winning those big swinging games with your Origis and your Shakiris, And that's where your crossards have been the kind of needle mover, right? Having someone to bring on who can change something. Jorginho scoring that goal. It's, it's, it's never about the big players doing things because throughout the league, the best players in a team are usually performing. It's about are the other members of your squad able to change your fortunes when you're yeah. not able to. That's that's the big thing, man. And that's what's scaring me. It's like every stupid player. It's like, you know, when you're thinking of the, the championship winning DVD of how every player contributed, fucking Ben White and all of these guys are like having their moment. And it's just yeah, like, fuck's yeah, sake, man. I'm seeing, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, seeing the fairy tale yeah, unfold, man. And it's just pissing me off so much. Yeah, yeah. The, I hate it. Smith Rowe got the Cho special subbed on, then subbed off. Like, but he got an assist in, in his sub substitute cameo. So, yeah, they, they, they look really good for it. I think they came out of that tough spell. And I think we looked at their next four fixtures and it was kind of like Bournemouth, Fulham away, Crystal Palace at home, Leeds at home. And people said four out of four. Um, they've also got a couple of Europa League games against Sporting Lisbon to ne negotiate too. Uh, but for my money probably the game against Bournemouth ends up being the most difficult of the, the four league games they have to play. Uh, and barring any of their key players getting injured, they've got Jesus coming back, Smithrow coming back, Jorginho, Trossard. They look good, man. They they but look Mar good. Mariah, the, they, the other thing... Them. Yeah, but the other thing, boys, City... I saw a fucking City team, my team that couldn't win these titles, yeah? Yeah, this is I, not a I saw City guy. win 14 games in a row and concede mm. three goals in that 14 games to see Insane. out the season, yeah? Insane. This City team can't even beat Forrest when Arsenal give them an opening, yeah? So, yeah. is it... I don't care if it sounds salty. I am salty. I've spent five years <laughs> watching this shit. I'm with yeah? you, Bush, man. I'm with you. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. It's absurd. Yeah, I hear you. I hear so, you. yeah.
It's, it's just, you, won't, you won't say City cycles come to an end, but this is definitely the weakest City have been since Pep's first season. Mariah, after, there, after Haaland, Ake is their best player after Haaland. I watch City and literally Ake is, is the one carrying an entire defence at the moment. The rest of them, bozos, man. Crazy. Scary, scary yeah, times. Yeah. What were you going to say, Tobes? No, I was going to say, um, I didn't actually think Arsenal played that well yesterday, but like I feel like with Arsenal, um, in, in the defensive phases, from what I saw, because my sister was watching it on, on a laptop, and um, even though like they had moments, they had like they had a lot of like hairy moments. I don't think Partey had a good game at all, but obviously he redeemed himself for that goal. I think with them, they're always, they, they're creating so much in a game of football that they're always leaving with something, and that's the annoying habit that they have this season. When you look at the end of the game, right? They had 31 attempts at goal. And they had that with no Nketiah, with no Jesus. Um, oh, I'm trying to remember who else had to come off. Emil Smith-Rowe had to come off. Trossard had to come off, right? It feels like no matter who's in and out of that team, going forward, they will always create enough opportunities to, to make sure that they're always in games, even when teams are getting the better of the defence. And as painful as it is for me, like, I just look at that and I just wish, I wish that, like, my own team could have some of that fight. Because if you are able to do that most most weeks, no matter what situation you're in, you're always going to find yourself able to recover. It's a numbers you know? game. It's a numbers game, isn't it? If you create enough, if you create enough in terms of chances, you're going to get your rewards, right? 100%. 100%. Like, I get I get the, the fairy tale side to it, i.e., like, Reese Nelson coming on and scoring an absolute screamer and assisting Ben White scoring, everyone creating their part. But fundamentally, it doesn't matter who comes in and out of this team. They have a set way of playing that is guaranteed yeah. to get them creating chances, like meaningful chances at mm. goal. Neto got worked for that. Like, don't get it twisted. Ramsdale made some big saves, but Neto got worked for 90 yeah. minutes. And like, you know what's so interesting about that is that that's all with you saying you didn't think they were particularly good. You know? Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Off the ball, they weren't even that good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, it, and it's painful to say that. It really is. They're By the way, Arteta's really done something with these lads. What a goal, though. That, we, that need to talk about, we need to talk about the goal itself, man. Yeah. Break it down, man. Was in Break it down. I guess a couple of things. Aside from the goal, a lot of people kind of like, you know, six minutes added time. They scored in the 97th. I thought that it was fair because Bournemouth were time-wasting the whole game. Yeah. And even within extra time, Smith... Adam was Smith rolling. was down for a minute. He was, rolling, yeah. he was rolling around. And I was looking at him like, they're just going to add this on. Yeah. <laughs> it should be a lesson. Let that let that be a lesson. That should be a lesson to all of those teams in the Premier League who think that they can do the nonsense that they were able to do five, six years ago. There is there is technology. There's 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 we just had a World Cup where they were adding time on for time wasting. So I don't know why it's what it's just weird. Footballers nowadays, they pretend as if like the cameras aren't there. Yeah, yeah, nobody can see what yeah. they're trying to do. Nobody can suss them out, bro. Like, there's everything a referee needs now to be able to make the right calls. And he made the right call in the Arsenal game. If you're going to waste time, they're going to add that time on. It's that simple. Quickly, with, with the Arsenal result, yeah. Obviously, I think a lot of stuff happens in a game, so it's hard to blame, like, one particular action. In fact, no, I'm not going to do that. But if Bournemouth fans want to be angry at somebody about conceding a very late goal, this should be angry at the goalkeeper. I think it was the night. For the goal kick. Ever. Is it for the, the goal, goal kick? kick? Yes, thank kicked. you. Someone else he watched it, man. What the yeah, fuck are you doing? There's a goal kick on the 95th minute. There's one minute left of the game. 
he kicked the ball straight the ball out of play, him. bro. The oh my gosh, that was insane! What the hell was that about? So now Arsenal could just obviously Bournemouth want to go drop all the way back. Arsenal could just easily throw it to midfield and boom, go back up again. You have to launch that deeper to Arsenal's half. Some. Somebody will head it, and another person will head it, another person will head it, and before you know it, it's like oh, it's a minute gone before the play mm. settled again. He literally kicks it straight. He might also just got the ball and just giving it to flipping Odegaard or somebody. But I, th- I thought I would be bitter if I mentioned that because I thought I was the only one who noticed. No, no that, was, bro, was... that was the reason. <laughs> no, You're that, hating. I, no, but no, I, I generally could not believe that kick. Yeah, and, and those are the little things that because obviously that gave his team. That gave Arsenal the opportunity to, because Arsenal are not the type just to lump it straight forward. They gave the opportunity to get the ball back on the halfway line and yep. then fashion a corner. Lucky. And then, yeah, and then Nelson came with a flipping 70 foot buzzer beater, bro. What, what won the strike? The thing is, when it came to him, I knew it was going in, man. Yeah. You know, when it just Honestly, made it, it was the blockbuster moment, innit? When your luck is in, your luck is in. But as I said, you when you when you pepper a team that much, you create your own luck, man. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Uh, is there anyone here who doesn't think Arsenal are going to win the title? I, I don't think City have capitalised a single time when Arsenal were given them an opening. And I don't think that mm. starts now. So I There's just a touch of City as well versus Newcastle. They did allow a lot of chances and Newcastle probably should have got something out. Um, let's come across to you, Sherrod. You've waited patiently. Uh, your team won for the first time in almost two months. Um, should we give them a round this? of applause? Yeah, they finally scored. <laughs> Random applause from the gallery. Um, what's going on? I watched on? that game, Shems. So what's no going gas, on? Yeah? I watched that game, yeah? So behave yourself, Shems. I watched the whole game. I didn't watch the so game, so <laughs> there's, there's no way for me to gas. There's no way for me to gas. I want to hear what he has to say. Yeah, I did watch the game, but um, it's good that obviously finally you've got to win and stop the rut. Um, I guess the negative from my point of view is that it preserves Potter in his job a bit longer. Because <laughs> um, I think, quite frankly, he's got away with so much murder in these last since the World Cup, even prior to the World Cup as well. He's, he's got away with so much murder at his time at Chelsea. Um, and yeah, man, um, I think shout out for Fana, Wesley Fana, because I think pre Tuchel and um, since coming back from injury last week at Tottenham, um, I think both both sides of the coin, he's been um, a bright spark, one of the few bright sparks. Um, I think it's good that Raheem Sterling has found his form again as well. Um, but other than that, the, yeah, there's not really much positives to really take from um, Chelsea right now at all. I think yesterday um, I saw some highlights and I saw like they actually we created a bit more chances. Um, but yeah, overall, it's just not. There's nothing to be optimistic about or excited about, in my opinion. Um, wow. I think Potter should have been gone a long time ago. Um, I think. Yeah, I, I'm just there's, there's not much I'm really feeling right now, to be honest with you. Um, I also think the the Mudrick thing is ridiculous as well. Yeah, why does he that, keep, what, why does not, he keep what, touching they're not using him? Yeah, they're, they're not using him. him. They're mm-hmm. not using him. And the reason why I think it's ridiculous is because it just shows the the poor squad planning that um Chelsea have done this season and have been doing for years, to be honest with you. Um, and and I think also, it's also indicative of um, Potter's desperation because obviously the run that Potter's in. Um, he needs three points, you know what I'm saying? He like he absolutely needs three points. So it's a, it's a thing whereby anyone that's like, not even, and I don't even think Madrid has been terrible, by the way, but like anyone that can, he can drop to kind of, to bring someone else in, to chop and change, just so that he can get those those three points he desperately needs, he's going to do it. 
and Mudrik is suffering terribly from a from a horrible platform that he's been given at Chelsea um, so far. Um, I think it's it's, it's, it's it's genuinely been horrible. Um, a player that's so talented um, is literally yeah he's just he's just being left left out um, because you know the team haven't been he's he's suffered most as an individual because of the team's chaoticness and. Um, the fact that we haven't been picking up any results. So yeah, it's just, it's a massive, massive mess. Massive, massive mess right now. Um, but yeah, that's kind of one thing I definitely want to get off, off my chest. But yeah. Yeah, so it's, so you don't really sound like you feel like there's any light at the end of the tunnel with this. We with uh Potter. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um no, right now I don't I don't feel I don't I don't right now because I don't I don't believe in Potter as a manager at this moment in time. I think um, he makes the strangest of substitutions. Um, I, I, I don't like the way he sets us out to play. Um, we'll see if going back to a back three makes any difference. Um, but for now, the way we kind of set out to approach teams, um, it's just not, it's just, there's nothing to kind of support here, if I'm being honest with you. Um, everything is slow. Um, we don't create any chances, like any chances at all. Um, like I said, I didn't watch the Leeds game, but everything I've seen up to Leeds points so a lack of creation, which was a problem on the two call, but it wasn't this bad. It wasn't Shemi, this bad. Shemi, can, I ask you, can I ask you about Enzo? Because I haven't had a chance to ask a Chelsea fan about this yet. But one thing I've noticed about when Enzo plays for you guys is he's like the deepest man on the ball because so he gets a lot of touches, but then he's also expected to deliver like final passes as well. So like what is Potter trying to squeeze out of him? Because it just looks like everything you need from a midfielder is being aimed towards one person. Is that because he doesn't believe in what the others are capable of? Or it's just how talented Enzo is? I think you hit the nail on the head. I think Enzo has been asked to do a multitude of jobs in that midfield. And he's suffering. <laughs> People keep pointing to the, the turnovers. Um, he, that, that, is, that is a byproduct of the amount of jobs he's having to do. But to answer your question, I think it's a lack of profile um, in the midfield. Um, if any of you have um, seen Elijah's tweets, Elijah's been crying out for Chelsea to get a, a proper DM to compliment Enzo. And he's right, because if you have a DM there that actually kind of sits, like a Casemiro, for example... Who actually sits. Um, Enzo is someone you can he can do. He's he's a bit of an all rounder, so he can he's, he can do most jobs. Um, like you said, he can create, um, he can break up play. Um, but really, what you want from Enzo, you want the shackles to be free, so that he can just express himself and do his thing. Um, and you've seen the quality he has um, in the first couple of games, in particular. So I think it is a byproduct of not having that profile to kind of complement him. Um, and yeah, he as a result, he's been asked to do so many jobs. But I think. Despite that, he has shown um, he, he has shown his quality. Despite having some underwhelming games, yeah, 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 definitely. But um, yeah, that's that's, that's my right? thing on that. Watch the game yesterday. He was good. Um, you were good, really good for the first fifteen minutes. Like Sterling was great. Felix looked really good. Enzo was good. But second half, <laughs> it was all Leeds. Leeds when Leeds started pressing um, Chelsea up high, it got really dicey for Chelsea. And Chelsea didn't really come alive until the end of the game when. You know, we'll start to counter-attack a bit more. And Gallagher came on. And I actually thought Gallagher played really well when he came on, which is a shocker for me. But I don't know. The way Disu. your team plays just seems very... Disu, what about, what, about the, what about the 100 yeah, mil man up... Disu, what about the 100 mil man up front? Oh, my Lord. That guy sucks, you know. Jesus Christ. Like, I've never seen a player that's so rated that actually does nothing. It's, it's, it's Mate, really it's scary. scary. 
it's scary. Like there's, there's nothing about his game that's good. Like he, I think he did one good ball to, I think it was Chilwell. I think, yeah, yeah, Chilwell. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, that he could done better. That was, that was class. Habits, but he's he's generally he's generally like he's bad. Not in the sense that oh my god, he's got a bad touch. He can't dribble. He just doesn't do anything. He's just pointless. He just not I think. I think. Yeah, I think he, and that's not. He, he, uh, go on, go, go on. on, James. No, no. So that was go, that was another thing I wanted to touch on as well. I think um, the Aubameyang thing. Like obviously, yes. With I was going to go on yeah, to that. Though. I, yeah. I was say, there's no way Aubameyang has a worse option than him because and, and you know where it is. I think oh, the bro. way Aubameyang has been, the, the way in which Aubameyang has been frozen out is is actually of the extreme length of That's, the extreme side of the of the spectrum. Wrong. Yeah, but he also, he, he think got he's done back. a madness behind the scenes. Exactly, no, no, exactly. No. I don't think so. No, 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 like, but that's how it looks. No, that's, that's what I'm yeah. saying. It's nuts. That's yeah, how but, it looks. Yeah, but no, but I know where it is because I've seen it a million times. We've seen it a million times with these managers that are in over their heads. They just start, they chop and change every week because they have no conviction of what they're doing. And then easy targets are the ones that will get dropped for a minute, dropped for ages. He's not going to do that to Havertz or somebody like that, Jagir. Or St- let's say Sterling was playing really rubbish. He's not going to do that to Sterling. Abanyam is an easy target. And that's why that's what I just don't respect. I think, especially okay, if Chelsea are going to play the wing back team, you're going to get people like Chilwell getting crosses into the box. You're going to have Sterling and Felix floating. You're going to need to have some form of focal point because you're not exactly a team that's going to be high possession base, high pressing, keeping teams in so you can kind of have like a, a floating false line. Havertz is not a false line. He's not a poacher. He's not like a target man. He's just a bit of, I, I don't know what he is, but it definitely doesn't suit that number nine role. So I think that's yeah. the issue. In midfield, I thought you were, you started off pretty well, but then I just felt like the Leeds um, hustle and bustle just kind of overran um, Enzo and Kovacic. And Kovacic just kept on... And I want to and I want to um, go off what you said in terms of Havertz not seeing that number nine role. Like at this point, Havertz missing chances, um, like the chances he missed yesterday. For me, it's like constant. For it's it's it's, it's a bit of a oh, waste of I... breath. It's a bit of a waste of breath for me complaining. Oh, see, because... see, 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 what's so funny about that, Shams? Yeah, because I didn't even bring that up because do you know when he was through on goal? Mm. I literally had zero concern he was going to score. Zero. <laughs> yeah. So like. It's, yeah. For me, I feel like it's a waste of time kind of complaining about him missing chances because as you just said, he's, he's he doesn't suit the number nine role and he's been asked to do... It's like we're asking him to do something that he clearly can't do. Like, he's not a striker. Um, obviously, his his position is like... Um, is a central attacking midfielder. But... And I know, like, a lot of people from his... Leip- from his, Sorry, I was going to say Leipzig. From his Leverkusen kind of little form where he scored a few goals um, from the number nine position kind of tricked um, a lot of us into... Form. Into 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 thinking he could actually do the role there, but I think Kai was always a secondary kind of option for that, and he was never actually going to be um, the guy who can actually carry that goal burden. Um, so like me, kind of getting frustrated with Kai for 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 missing those chances, like it's, it's a waste because that's not a role he can do. Um, but I, com- I I completely agree with you in terms of like Aubameyang is someone that should have been given those keys. I know he was Tuchel's man, but surely as a manager, you're looking at this and you're thinking to, and you're thinking uh, a natural. Um, um, a natural fit for that role would help this team, and and that's another thing as well. Another um, something that you said as well, Dissy, that really um, has has been part of my frustrations is the lack of convinc- conviction in Potter in terms of what he's doing, who his best team is. It's at the detriment of all these players that, that have come in. And to be fair to you, to be fair to Potter, the one thing I will say is I don't think he was helped by the the influx. Of players that the board gave him the board done way too much for me in january way too much in terms of giving him all these options because he was already someone who tinkers a lot and you've added to that 
because now he's got way more options to think with and it, it doesn't help him. So yeah, the the the, the squad size is 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 a is ma- it's a massive massive problem because he well, he he's gonna he's gonna take even longer to find his best eleven, which he still doesn't know by the way. And he's going to have even less conviction. It's all, all it takes is a, um, a couple bad defeats for him to start wondering, hmm, maybe this guy should come out. Maybe this, maybe he should come out. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to do anyone the world of good. But I guess, but with that, but that's for the guys who watch him at uh, Brighton, this is a hallmark of uh, Graham Potter. No, he always yeah. changes his team around. This is what he does. Yeah, this but we made it worse. That's what he does. Because oh, the, the, my, the, 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 go on. My my point on that though with Graham Potter is simply put, yeah, it's not just that he's rotated because he has been doing it at Brighton, but I don't think he's played to your players' strengths a lot this season. I I really don't, man. Um, and I think with with the point on Kai Havertz as well, that's a that's a prime example. You've got a number nine there who actually his whole mo is if you give me chances, I'm gonna score. So you had you had a Bamyang in the team when Chelsea weren't able to create chances freely, and now when we saw against Southampton, when you had when you had a couple opportunities to score leads, when you had a couple opportunities to score, you don't want to put the guy on the pitch who's probably most likely to to get you the goal. It, it, it doesn't make any sense to me, man. And then on the player on the, on him finding his best eleven, listen, I know I know the guy rotates, but when you take this job. It comes with an expectation. You have to have a settled team. You know yourself. You're coming into a cauldron of a team right now with all these players coming in. Even before the January signings were made, he has been in this job since, what, September? September, is that right? October. September, October. Okay, cool. Granted, he's had a lot of injuries, but he's had a long enough time to at least know who he can trust, who he can't trust. So there are some players, I'll give the the baddie a show, example i remember midweek i saw some of your fans crying that tiago Silva was injured and i said hang on a second you've got fafana who's back you've got badia sure who's who's barely put a foot wrong um since he stepped into the team and then you've got fafana i mean um kulibali you signed three center backs in the summer what's the issue P- play the free they, they ain't really rating cool they ain't really impressed by kulibali though yeah, no but even still badia sure and, and, and fafana is good enough exactly they, they don't they yeah. don't have to be impressed by kulibali but what my point is they have enough options they have enough options to actually be able to get by without tiago silva yeah I, I i agree I, I agree i'd say get by if they were in a good period but when you're in a period where the team doesn't have any stability yeah. i think tiago silva is one of the anchors you can say nah but nah, even say, with I, even with really? Thiago Silva, there's they're struggling. So I can understand why him coming out of the team, people be like, "Oh, th- this is a, something else we don't need." Yes, we've got other capable centre backs. They played fairly yeah. well for Chelsea, but I understand the reservations. Like the no, team no, no, is no, 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 I, I don't. I listen. There's a difference between saying, "Oh, yeah, it's a blow. It's annoying." And then there's like, oh my god, it's the end of the world, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's a blow. He's when it rains, it pours, brother. You know that. No, but he's he's their he's their best midfielder. I get it, but they Defender. have capable they they, they 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 whatever they they have capable they have capable centre backs. I just mentioned the Badia Shaw point. He was he was one of their he was the, one of their better defenders alongside Thiago Silva, and then all of a sudden, a couple of weeks back, Graham Potter just takes him out of the team. Where did that come from? Yeah, that was weird. That was weird. That was weird. That was weird. And that's the point I'm making. Listen, maybe make up. Maybe you guys it. make a well, like I said, it's a hallmark of his time from Brighton, but maybe that's something we're learning about, you know, football at this level, that p- players at this level are are less accustomed to the kind of 
rotating the squad. Like the players need to know where they stand, and there's a hierarchy within the team and the dynamics and whatever the case may be. It's an interesting case study within itself. Is there? I can't remember now, but I think you didn't want Potter gone, did you, Shems? When? When you guys got no, sorry, sorry, you didn't That's want to gone. Gone right there. Oh, yeah, I didn't want Tuchel gone. No, you didn't want to, sorry, Tuchel gone. Um, but then when you saw it was Potter that was linked, were you were you like, okay, good, or were you like, uh, yeah, no, 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 I, I was like, okay, I couldn't, I couldn't I can get, I can get behind this, yeah, I can get behind this. Yeah, but... he, he, was a, he was a he was a cult favorite at Brighton, wasn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think I, I was even looking. I was actually such Potter in my, in my WhatsApp the other day, and I saw a, a lot of my friends were like, you know, yeah, yeah Potter. I'll take him. You know what I mean? Um, Every everybody, but actually, a lot of people are jealous. Actually, like, exactly. Oh, we wanted Potter next, etc., etc. Should have done this, should have done that. But based on what you said today, it sounds like you have no faith whatsoever that you're going to be able to turn this around. And you obviously you've seen as your time as a Chelsea fan, you've seen a conveyor belt of managers come in and come out. Um, but it seems like ownership are really behind Potter. How mm. does this end? I think it would have ended if we lost yesterday, which low-key I was... Let me not... Yeah, let me... Let me, <laughs> let me not upset... Let me not upset some die hard Chelsea fans. Let me not upset some die-hard Chelsea fans. Speak your truth, bro. Let me not upset some die-hard Chelsea fans. You get me? But um, yeah, I think if we had lost yesterday, I think it would have been curtains. I think really? it should have been curtains. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think the, what was coming out was that um, the Leeds and Dortmund game was make or break. So I think yesterday would have been curtains, personally. Um, but yeah. Um, I can't believe those games are make or break when you're losing to Southampton. I think you should have been curtains. <laughs> Honestly, no, 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 it's facts. It's absolutely facts. He should have been gone. He should have been gone after Southampton. After I saw him um put Mason Mount as a number nine, he should have been sacked in the song. So wait, they're holding on to the curtains every week. Is that what we're saying now? Bro, it's mad, it's mad. And and yeah, it's just it's, it's mad. It's mad. But the thing is, yeah, the thing, my, my feeling with um, this board is that um, I feel like they will look for any um, excuse, any like, any glimmer of hope to, to keep Potter. So any result. So for example, if we beat Dortmund on Tuesday, his job is safe. It's completely safe. I haven't Dortmund it's... won every game in 2023. <laughs> I but, but, but even, have, even still, even, 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 even still, when we played them, I wasn't super impressed by them. I wasn't super mm. impressed by them. We, it's a team that we were, were, were more than capable of beating. But I was going to say, that, that, that was your best midfield performance, by the way. Uh, it was a good Loft, performance, Loftus-Cheek yeah. Loftus played really well alongside uh, Fernandes, actually. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. But um, but even just going back to um, the what Tobe said about taking Badia Shaw out of the team was random. I, I honestly think taking Mudrick out of the team was very random as well. And it's these things. There's nothing like, Mora, you're asking me if I see a way like any light in the I there's right now there's nothing I can see to be optimistic about because the guy he he he's literally doesn't seem like he he's just does mad stuff, yeah. Yeah, he's just doing crazy Bro, stuff. Where, no where are Pulisic? Where are Pulisic in them lot? Like Pulisic was Pulisic was injured, he's just come back. He's just come back. Where are Pulisic and Deb look like they're a gag? They're not even gag. Pulisic, Kante, Captain America, all them man. All them man. All them 2017 man. The, the, and the, oh man, it's just a mess. The, the size of the squad every day it crosses my mind. 
how yeah, massive the squad is. What training must be insane. Brother, I'm telling you, there was reports. There was, I saw, training must be the Hunger Games, man. You lot are the South or Broadway of the Premier League, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, literally, yeah. And I'm and I'm saying, like, literally, you're, you're, you guys... And, and training it's like, the VIP section, like... <laughs> and literally, when you look at it holistically... Early entry, yeah? When you look at it holistically... Why? How would any player succeed in in under these circumstances? Why do players decide to come to Chelsea? Why? Why? Why does? Why did Madueke think that like you know this is going to be sick? Why did Mudrik think this is going to be sick? I don't understand. Like the, Mudric, the, the, that's, uh, the environment, the political implications of the whole Mudrik thing. Let's leave that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Mudric, I'm, not, I'm not too. <laughs> you know, I'm not too Kevin Hart. You know what I mean? I'm not too. <laughs> I'm not too clean up on that. You get me? But um, my thing is the environment at Chelsea is so bad. <laughs> for progression, I mean, it's so bad. It's just so bad. Like I just even with the, I know we've kind of obviously spoken about it. And when you guys were going crazy in January, everyone was shaking. Tobe was like six hundred million. They better win the league. Um, I the team. I bro, if you notice, I didn't say it well, was bad. you didn't. You didn't. But because I, I knew how much of this do you think Potter wanted? He's just been given a whole bunch of players. Like... And that's what I'm saying. And that's what I'm saying. That's my only defence. That's my only defence for Potter. That's my only defence that the board but done a madness in January. Can I ask a question, bro? You say how, how much does he, how much did he want, right? But these players, are they not being, obviously Todd Bowley's on the side, let's get play A, play, e, play B, play C. But the type of player, are they not players that are being specifically sounded out for Potter, for Potter's, to mold them right like we're talking about his his guys behind the scenes it's his guys identifying these players and saying yep we're gonna get these players because we we haven't worked with Graham Potter in the past we feel like these players he can mold and he can develop and da, 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 I, da. I think yeah. that's a that's a great point and you're probably right but I think in terms of the dynamics of managing a group of men it's gotten out of control he didn't have the best control of the group before these guys came in these guys are now coming into unsettled squad a squad that's hey, probably hey, not, hey. A, not, not hey, a... Hey, hey, hey. Let me no, tell no, you this no. for free, yeah? Let me tell you this for free. If I can do it on Foot Manager on FIFA oh, on zero pounds <laughs> a year, he can, do it, on, he can <laughs> do it in full life on 12 million quid a year. There you go. Hey, Disu, hey, you're the NFL guy. You think Bowley's trying to build a, build a separate offense and defense team? Is this why there's so many numbers? <laughs> no, I, what I think... I think what I kind of like what Bowley's doing. I think he's like thinking outside the box, being um, like trying to do things a bit differently. I like how Chelsea have like basically whacked in a lot of like really, really top talent. Um, I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with the players that they've bought. I think they look really talented. I've seen Enzo's had immediate impacts. Um, Oh, who's the defender? Um, I can't remember his name. Badia Shield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he looks he looks solid so far, and obviously Felix. If they could get Felix, then that would be a great great signing. I just think that they just got a PE teacher in charge, and he just needs to bounce. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, I'm sorry, you can't win two in sixteen and still be in the job. That's ridiculous. Chelsea lead sack them. Lead sack their manager for that. How is he still here? And, and I feel like, but before you go, James, I thought like the issue with that is like we're speaking about this on. Amp, so American listeners, check that out. You know what I'm saying? 4 p.m. on a Wednesday. That we were talking that we feel like with Todd Bowley is that because he made a big move to get rid of Tuchel, which could have been, a, which is from what we've read, sounds like a lot of it was a lot ego-related and could be seen as premature, to then go and sack Potter basically validates that you made a mistake. But I think when you're a good team or good business... You just got to act, and that's what we've seen with Chelsea. They acknowledge their mistakes instantly. 
on the Roman Abramovich, Chelsea, they'll sack 15 managers if it meant they got to that one. They will buy a player for 80 million and they'll get rid of him in the next year. They don't give a heck because they're, they are proper about the results. Do you get it? They're not about, they ain't got ego in this thing. And that's why Chelsea have won five league titles. They've won uh, two Champions Leagues, even two Champions Leagues. Well, one of them was very fraudulent. Um, and yeah, so Amen. I feel like, yeah, super fraudulent Champions League. But um, yeah, I feel like Bowley, he's taking a piss now. Like he actually has to get rid of Potter. You have to. You have to accept your mistake and move on from it because he is not built for it, bro. He, he, he ain't got the minerals, bro. He ain't got that dog in him. This like, is so peak. And if he does do that, what does this mean for Graham Potter? Because before... For, no, he, before... He, 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 it's all right. Because once you reach a mountain, when you fall down, you might fall down somewhere. All right, he's in it. Because he's hit Chelsea. Mm. So he might fall down to a cheeky Leicester. Or maybe yeah, Spurs. Yeah, like Lampard. Lampard fell down to Everton. Yeah, maybe Spurs. Are those desirable jobs? No, we don't want him anymore. He's, are those desirable? Are desirable jobs? Spurs would be. We're talking. We're not talking. No, not Spurs. Not Spurs. Leicester and Everton. No, but but we're not talking about Carlo Ancelotti or Conte. This is Graham Potter. This is Graham Potter. Big bad thing. Yeah, but listen, if you're Graham Potter at the start, was like this. You was you were set for a top six club, and you were looking to be that. British yeah, man, and you got right. and you got it, and you stunk. So go to the teams outside top six <laughs> and try and come back up again. What? Back, back what? 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 You think he? What? He's okay. When he gets sacked from Chelsea, because he will. What? Do you think he should, he should just wait until Arsenal or United? No, or City no, what I'm saying is that none of them will now. None of them will yeah, now. And exactly, people... but, yeah, but what I'm saying is that you saying that. Um, are those desirable jobs, bro? What other choices he got? He's not going to Arsenal. Yeah, he. Yeah, I know he's got no choice. More, more. So I'm saying is that. It's crazy how how fate in six months or so is is gonna what is one one eighty. Everybody, Graham Potter was like the first name on most lips. If you said which Premier League manager would you take at your club, Graham Potter. Mariah's just saying it's a cold world we live in. That's what it, that's it, what Mariah's you know, saying. In, in, in all fairness, he'll get, best, though, he'll get the best severance package he's ever seen in his life. He's good, man. In all <laughs> fairness, though, if he went to one of those clubs and he had a much smaller squad to work with, I genuinely feel like he would do all right. Like he nah, do man, much nah, better than what we're seeing, but it's but he but yeah, it's the pool's just way too big for him. Um, and yeah, like and to and to just like sum it up, yeah, um, he has like when you think about um, Arteta at his worst, when you think about Oli at his worst, when mm. you think about Rafa Runyuk, um at their worst, mm. he has uh, he has outdone all of them nah, quite comfortably Ralph. as well. It's not even a debate. Ralph. Not There's Ralph. not even not no Ralph. big man team. He has outdone Ralph. Uh, no, 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 no. no, no, no. Eight goals in 15 games, two wins in 16. That's outdone everything. And the thing that you also Ralph. need to consider is the quality of players. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Fine. It's a bloated squad, but he has quality footballers in there. He should be Ralph able to had, get Ralph had more interviews yeah, than XG. One game every two weeks, bro. Like win Ralph a game was, every two weeks or something. Ralph was writing three interviews a day to run interference with the results. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I respect, I respect Al Jazeera, CNN, BBC News, nah, Wall, Wall nah. Street Journal. Yeah, yeah we'll nah, never nah, see nah, Ralph, Ralph Ragnick. will never see his like again. Uh, let's, let's close up. Mariah, Mariah coached the 4 0 on it. Yeah. Hey, that was crazy. <laughs> we had four chances, and then people would say he coached the 4 0. Football <laughs> doesn't work like that. Having four chances, <laughs> I can't four, lie. I, can't lie. I, love, chances. I love that. I, love that I really say that. It was so funny. I ran with that one. Well, no, <laughs> four chances at 0 0 does not mean that, that if he scored all four goals, you'd be, ah, I hate nah, that nah, logic. Love- 
I love it, man. It was huge. It was huge. Hey, Ralph coached a 3-0, 60% possession, 18 shots, 2-1 loss at home. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's the play- oh, it's the players, man. Ralph coached a 3-0. Whatever, man. Cool. Let's close up with yeah, some listener questions. Uh, first one's actually for you, Shems. Uh, this is from IMDT underscore 45, also known as German Dan of Touchy Gunas. For any Chessie rep, please ask him if there are still members of their pod that think Chelsea's attack this season only, has been better under Potter than it was under Tuchel. Do you know what's hilarious? It was you lot that was pushing this. It was you lot. <laughs> it was just you lot. Names. The rivals, the, maybe the Arsenal fans. The yeah. rivals were pushing this, were pushing this, this, this um, agenda about Tuchel. Um, but to answer your question, um, I think we have better personnel. But as a unit, no, because our coaches are PE teacher and also the environment for them to flourish in has been terrible. So I don't expect I don't expect it to be any better, to be honest. Um, that's just the real of the real. That is a real real. A couple of things. One, did he expect you to say yes? Like that that's a question I asked you. And secondly, what have you guys got against P teachers, man? <laughs> <laughs> uh, next question is from Turkish Shorty Goon. They asked Wenger in the post-match interview if he would resign after the 8-2. Will they ask ETH the same here? No, I mean, I think overall... What's it said again? They asked Wenger in the post-match interview if he would resign after the 8-2. Will they ask Eric Ten Hag the same here? Yes, because it's the exact same context, right? Um, uh, Years and years of not winning the title in Eric Ten Hag's first year of the job. Well, ask that question, is it imbecile? Yeah. The fan, just trying to get their digs in uh, next question is from Coney underscore 108 now there's been a reality check after a run of stop, easy Coney, game stop Coney 2012 I know you I know you donated uh, now this... no way no way bro no now there's been a reality check after a run of easy game now there's been a reality check after a run of easy games what do United need and where do they need to improve to close the gap on Arsenal and City? I'll come to you, Jesse. Easy game. Did we play Arsenal and City the other day? <laughs> At Barcelona? Bro, Danny's about to shut up, man. I said they're hated, but let's let the hate be guided at least. Might yeah. have said anything. They're moving like Marco, sloppy, you know, man. Head all no, over bro. the gas, man. It's Jake Paul swings, fam. There's your pod title right there. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so this um, in answer to actual um in answer to the actual question, where do we need to improve to get close to Arsenal City? What positions, what sort of personnel? Oh, midfield is absolutely pivotal. Midfield is pivotal. Uh, all three of us, we don't have a single midfielder that's not a youth team member that can actually retain the ball or play, play that consistently in the first phase. So, yeah, definitely midfield. And then, then secondly, attack, because we spent $150 million on two signings that haven't panned out so far. Maybe, I feel like maybe if Sandra has more game time, maybe he can start to cook in the 10. But Anthony's absolutely abysmal. So, yeah, so more help for Rashford in attack and um, definitely, definitely, definitely new midfielders. Sorry, sorry. Just a really, really quick question. What does Sancho have to do to start in a number 10 ahead of Vekos? Bro. Please, go, go, go. Go on, let's go on, go on ETH that. Go on, ETH. I, I, I genuinely don't understand. I'm, I'm not we, even we running, have, we, I'm not we, even no, running agenda here. No, just, you know, no, 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 nobody, no, nobody no, understands, no, bro. Nobody no, understands. Why is the prop for Vekos in the 10? Why? 
Why am I seeing no, 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 Tobes, Tobes. Yeah, I, I saw <laughs> where, where you where you responded to me. I saw so many people that were shouting at you. I don't know why talking to you about Richarlison. I have nothing, I don't know what that's got to do with the fact that Workos is crap. And the thing is, if you say Workos <laughs> is not good, if you say Workos is not good, literally United fans will come to you and say, You don't know nothing about football. Like, you, you don't know what team. I'm thinking, What does he do for a team, bro? You cannot tell me if you're telling me because he works hard, you can't stop talking to me. Because he's in a position where you're either meant to create or score. That's your job. And he doesn't either. I'm confused. This they were they were rating him. I saw I saw highlights the other day. Apparently he was decent against West Ham. I didn't watch the game, but it he looked decent from the clips. But they were rating him for layoffs. Bro, they were like, oh, look at what he brings to the team. And he's literally that, that Havertz flow, yeah. He's laying off the ball for others to shoot. It's crazy, man. It's, I've, 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 I've never seen, and this is this is the area of fandom that I just I've never been able to get it's behind all, all my time it's the worst. doing it's doing touchline and just discussing football. Everything about your club has to be good. Like you can admit when you've got another fight in me. You can admit you can admit when your team is not good or they've made a move that isn't good, and people try to. Yeah, go on, Mariah. Why we brought in Workhorse as striker cover, right? Yeah, right. He he doesn't play in defense. He doesn't play left back. He's played sometimes ten, but played up front. He's played fourteen games. Guess how many goals he scored? One. He's one in fourteen. One, one, one. He's one in fourteen. So <laughs> if we extrapolate that fourteen to season, fourteen, is- <laughs> bro. I, I, oh, I saw. I oh, saw. Shatayna had that. Um, like the new, like the new generation of fans and social media fans are so muddied. Yeah, like after United won the Carabao Cup, by the way, and this is a cup that if you win it every year, you can still get sacked. It doesn't move the new year. Yeah, mm. people like oh, they said they want new. They want workers to be permanent signing because he was happy after the after the after the match. I said what? You want workers to be a, a, a permanent signing to do what? To do what exactly? We used to be a proper I've, country, man. We used. To I've be never a... seen somebody who gets put through on goal and gets beaten to the ball by everybody. Doesn't matter who you are. Anyway. I don't know. You know what, uh, Sheb? To answer your question, I don't know. Ten Hag, I don't know what he's thinking. To be honest with you, I think he's been stubborn in this regard. Sancho has looked up and down, but much improved since he's come back from the mountains. And it would be actually good to see him get a run in the team now, like a run, like a four, five, six games starting because. Yeah, he wasn't going to get to Barcelona when he started, for sure. But you shouldn't just be dropped the minute you have a poor performance, especially when it's Wout Weghorst who Mariah, started. Mariah, we're talking about replacing a guy who is doing nothing. Literally. Literally. That's what I can't ask That's what I can't ask for. It's crazy. Absolutely. When I watch your work, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm trying to think about what on earth could you say that Wurgos does that's going to be have a bigger impact than Sancho, like maybe being a big body who was watching Cobbs, like he's gonna surprise you. He can actually, <laughs> he's six six and he hey, can't win an aerial duel. Let's think about that. Six, Debbie, was, win a... Debbie Sebastian Williams from Mugger was trying to push Wurgos prop, and I couldn't believe this because I was like, I know he ain't talking about the same Wurgos that we saw. The other day at Burnley, man is six foot six, can't win headers. He's the slowest player in Premier League history. Like for him to pass, not dribble, pass, he has to stretch because he's too slow to get there. 
And I'm sorry, his for someone who's playing in the number 10 as well, yeah. For someone who plays in the number 10, I can't believe you're his... saying that sentence. For somebody who plays in the number 10, especially for United, his final ball ability is minus 100 out of 10. We're talking he... about Redhorst. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. playing 10, and United fans are lap some United fans are lapping it up saying he's doing We're talking game. about practice. <laughs> <laughs> It's scary. Let's let's go to the next question. Uh Sam E underscore 91. Can we have a reassessment of the perceived quality of Lissandro Lannister and Champions League Varan, please? Somehow <laughs> we didn't no. see what we've been told on at Anfield oh, today. This is this is very nasty what people are doing. They were shocking today and deserve criticism, but they've been fantastic for United, man. Come on. It's man. March. It's March. And guys Come are trying on. to stick their stick their heads out of whatever. Oh, Mariah, guys are still mentioning the Brentford game, Mariah. This is this is how desperate they <laughs> I can't are. Them, Mariah. See, seeing seeing Varane and, and Lisandro pulled apart like they were today was oh, delicious, man. Oh, was delicious, was delicious. Why are you such a hater? It was delicious. It was like Spurs <laughs> losses, they don't even move me. Like I don't care. Like I only care because of you. Well, your losses move me. Remember <laughs> last week, Mariah was doing the Rashford celebration after Casemiro scored. I said, "What the fuck you doing the Rashford celebration?" Yeah, we're out. We're we're out. We're we're out. We're we're out. Celebration now. What you want? Okay. Next question is from SOS HGN. Will United CBs be able to play in a high line? Their attributes are spooky. This Gagan press what, on what, United, what, what, boy. What, what are people talking about? What, the good things about Varane and Lissandro is actually their 1v1 capabilities. First of all, I, I need to look at this high line talk because people keep saying it, so I need to actually look at the data because people, maybe I'm, I'm watching a different game. But the problem with United is on midfield. The defenders are doing good. They'll be very good this year. In fact, they actually, we actually look better than we are as a unit, because the defenders put out a lot of fires. Because our midfielders are turning the ball in crazy scenarios, they get dragged apart, and then our defenders are actually having to do a lot of work. So, yeah, today was an absolute dreadful performance from everybody. But Lissandro and Varane have been brilliant. Their qualities are there to be seen. They're not, they're not defenders that sit and defend crosses. That's not their style. So, uh, what, what people... Lissandro is five foot six. You lot were talking about he'll get dunked on the crosses, and now you're saying we, we need deep block to protect him. What, what am I talking about? Yeah, you, you have to you have to understand with Varane. Obviously, he came across with a big reputation, uh, had a few injuries last season, so, so he was in and out of the team. But even in terms of goals conceded when he played versus when he didn't play, and how solid the defense looked in comparison to when he wasn't there, it was night and day. He's obviously then had a good summer. He's rehabbed well, and he's come in and. When they've played together, we've been really, really good. Martinez, people were laughing all summer, mainly Arsenal fans because they were linked and then they didn't end up getting in, blah, 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 blah. You're buzz um, anyway vibes, yeah? Yeah, basically, yeah. basically. And you know what they're like. Um, so he's been really, really good for us, I think. He's fantastic on the ball. Like, games where we're struggling and he's on the bench, he's like one of... We talk about bringing defensive players on to ch change a game when you need a goal. Ten Hag will bring on Lissandro Martinez because of the passes that he's able to play out of the back. And how he's able to find players in the channels through the lines. Um, so really, really happy with him. He, he's a he's a psychopath, but he's our psychopath. amazing timing of blocks as well, man. The number of blocks that I see Lissandro get where other defenders might mistime it and foul someone. Like he he's really, so many he's shots. really, 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 really good, man. Really, really happy with them as a back to. I'm actually worried because obviously Varane's 30, 31 now. 
who's the next defender we're going to get? Because obviously, we know Maguire's going to go in the summer. And um, <clears throat> Lindelof, obviously, we hope he goes in the summer uh, or becomes fourth <laughs> choice. But or becomes fourth choice, but we need to be looking at who we're going to be bringing in to be the two next. An, two Anzebe era, yeah? Mm, he, his, his time has come and gone. <laughs> oh, that, 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 two, that uh, free free against Everton, that's, that's one of them. Or 2-2, I can't remember now. Um, next question, Hail Deji, assuming he's an Arsenal fan. Yes, he is. Regarding Arsenal versus Bournemouth, what do you think would be an effective solution to time-wasting? <laughs> I think what, what they're doing at the moment is effective. I think there's been numerous occasions where teams have wasted time and they've added it on at the end of a game. Um, so excluding the Bournemouth game, I remember a Liverpool game where Newcastle have been doing that shithousery for the whole of the game and Fabio Carvalho scores in the 97th minute yeah, after, yeah, they yeah. Saying, after them saying that there was five minutes added on because naturally they were wasting time through the extra time. And I think the way they've handled it this year has been really good. I don't think the standard of refereeing has been great, but that aspect of it in terms of added time and making sure that they clamp down on time wasting has been good. Yeah, agreed. So we saw in the World Cup that they were doing things like 10, 13 minutes um, stoppage time, but I think there was a bit of complaint today. As the tournament went on, they they did it less and less. How would you guys feel about seeing 10, 15 minutes added at the end of games to make up for teams wasting time? I don't Do mind. Just stop. Just I'm stop calm with it. it. Yeah. Yellow yeah. cards, yeah. yellow cards, and waste time. You yellow get your and and, and also to correct you, Mario, Mario um, I think as the World Cup went on, the time we, the time wasting actually reduced, which is why oh, they actually applied they it. Actually, yeah, they applied okay. it case by case. So if you apply it case by case, it works. Do you know what I mean? Where do you and guys sit, sit, sit on stopping that. the clock? Oh, yeah. I think games will take ages, man. Yeah. Oh, what, if they stop the God. clock? I'm just interested because I, I, I don't know. I've never really thought about it. But. I think games will take way too long, but I think putting on a decent amount of stoppage time to stop teams from doing it. Because I think if, if what Shem's are saying is right, teams notice that, hold on, if we waste time, they're just going to add it on at the end anyway. So you may as well just play just through. Play. Because, yeah, you're, you're, you're losing. But if they're not stopping it every time the ball goes out, every time a player kicks it away, every time there's a dead ball, yeah, it's going to take ages. Because I think typically whenever you look and it says time the ball's in play, it's typically about 45 minutes across yeah. the whole game. Uh, 45, 50 minutes, something something along those lines. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I think there was a decent bit of backlash over here about it, actually. Um, so yeah, we'll just have to keep an eye on that one. Um, I also think Shithoudry is part of the game to a certain extent. I love it. <laughs> of course you do. Um, that That's all, folks. Um, yeah. Wasn't as bad as the pod as I anticipated, to be honest with you. So thank you for that, guys. <laughs> as, as always, a pleasure. Uh, see you guys next week. Peace. Never forget what happened today, everyone. Never forget. Okay. <laughs>